The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Right now, though, I want to return to that story. Richie just mentioned it in the sports headlines there that Ireland now formally going to take part in a bid to host Euro 2028. They're sending a letter of support uh, off with the uh, governments uh, from across the water in the UK to UEFA to uh, joint host uh, that tournament in 2028. Uh, Jack Chambers is the Minister of State with Responsibility for Sport and he joins me now. Minister, you're very welcome to the show. Can you talk me through the timelines here? So we're sending off this letter saying we're interested in the bid. What happens next? Yes, yeah, so just to give the background uh, around the process. So in March of this year, we submit, made an expression of interest with the five football associations and tomorrow there'll be um, a formal uh, bid submission made uh, by the five football associations and that's underpinned by the cost benefit analysis that we've uh, progressed and government has supported that bid today and um, so the final bid submission will be made in on april 12th and um, but a lot of the details going in tomorrow and then the appointment of the host is made by uefa in in september 2023 and um, so there's a very tight period now for engagement and uh, around the bid submission between now and april and then we'll get a final outcome in september of next year and, um, I mean, what happens in the intervening period? I mean, is there kind of intense lobbying that goes on in the meantime or, or is it simply just sitting around waiting for uh, the UEFA boffins to go through these uh, documents? So there's a bid company is established and that'll be a special purpose vehicle established between um, the governments but also the football associations and we'll have a, the Irish government will have a representative on it and it's a partnership structure across the football associations um, and there'll be intensive engagement between UEFA working through the bid criteria. Um, I mean, the, the obligation for us as a government was to ensure that the uh, ec- economics behind this worked and the economic benefit is projected to be over 361 million. The projected tourism spend from people who have arrived here, we expect 120,000 fans are projected to travel uh, and would spend up to about half a billion euros. So there's a very strong economic benefit to this. The projected spend or cost of this uh, would be up to 135 million. Um, and that would include uh, all, would include inflation and all contingencies. So we've built the full possible costs into that uh, in the context of 2028 and around inflation and contingencies but still there's still a very strong return on investment for the country uh, and you know we've costs around steady infrastructure local delivery mechanisms but also legacy and promotion so benefits sport in Ireland um, and this you know has has enormous benefits around jobs tourism legacy uh, and obviously we'll be working on the specific bud, bid um criteria over the coming months with UEFA and the bid company that's being established mm. as a special purpose vehicle will, will do will enable that. So so how many games will be held here? Where will they be held and what games will they be? How high profile? Yeah, so that that hasn't the the specific fixtures will have to be will be decided by the bid company, but we we project uh, seven games is where the present uh, is is what is the, where it's at presently. Um, and there's two stadiums involved, the Aviva and Crow Park. Um, and uh, the obviously the the workings out of which what specific games we'll get will be will be for the uh, the structure between the football associations over the coming months. We'd have um, to get we'd, we'd have get, to get at least a quarter final, wouldn't we? Well, look, I said I leave that to the big company, but I, I'd expect we'd have we we would have we would have to have a, a game beyond the 
the uh, the group stages, um, and I expect that would happen. But as I said, I'm not going to speculate on what specific games we receive, but I, I expect that to be the case. Um, so, the Aviva and Croke Park does does much work have to be done on either side? I assume the Aviva is is pretty much uh, up to UEFA standard, international standard. Uh, Croke Park, I understand, might need a bit of work done. Is that right? Yeah. So the Aviva the Aviva would requires minor capital works because we we were getting ready to host a game um as but obviously covid had an impact on that we weren't able to do it but even with the, with the europa league final coming in 2024 and um, so Aviva is nearly up to standard and will require minor capital works the crow park requires more extensive works um around seating and well, temporary seating and also uh, other infrastructural changes and that capital cost is included in the overall cost envelope which I mentioned earlier on. So the, the the seating I assume you're talking about a hill 16 up around that end of Croke Park you're going to have to put in temporary, temporary seating, seating and some yep. other work around the stadium that there might be some people who listen and think oh, you know what I mean that's money that the government are going to spend to hold a football tournament and the GAA will reap the benefits of in the long term. Well I think the the, the economy and the country will reap the benefits of the uh, of the, the if we're if we're successful with this bid, and that's why having an economic analysis to underpin what the baseline cost expenditure would be. The one positive here is there's no, unlike some other major events, there's no specific bid cost when it comes to making the bid. All the costs are around the actual expenditure to host it itself. So mm. it's on capital infrastructure. It's around local delivery. But you, you could understand why why uh, somebody who goes down to Talca Park every week uh, might look around the stadium there and think, if the government have that much money to spend, why are they giving it to the GAA to spend on their stadium? Spend it well, in the League of why, Ireland. Well, that's why I said I'm a big supporter of, of developing grassroots football and the League of Ireland as well. And that's why... I think when you hear what Stephen Kenny said on this earlier on in the year, I think bidding for this and also supporting grassroots football can coexist together. Um, and like that's why as Minister for Sport, we invested I, I, 166 million in sports capital and equipment programme earlier on this year. And why I'm keen to work with the FAI and everyone in grassroots football on developing the game. And, and we're very keen to build. Um, we've We've got... We've got work ongoing around the planning and design of Daily Mount, for example. We've got the stadium uh, for Finn Harps and the Donegal Community Stadium uh, progressing. And we're keen to ensure that the League of Ireland is in a better place over the coming years. Uh, and it's about this is about this is there's, there's an economic opportunity here. There's a there's a benefit from a sporting perspective as well around participation um, and you know inspiring a generation to participate in sport. Um, but that can coexist with investment in grassroots. I was at the FAI Cup final last weekend. I was at the women's final the week before, uh, and I'm someone who's absolutely supportive of developing the grassroots game. And I think the that's demonstrated in the trebling of investment in terms of sports capital, which clubs right across the country are seeing the benefit of um, in, in in terms of the recent sports capital round and we hope to be uh, running that again in the lifetime of this government. Well, was there any ever discussion about hosting more games and using more stadia? And I appreciate, you know, this is going to or would cause the government have to dig deeper into their pockets but the likes of Parky Cueve which we saw rugby played in uh, last week or Semple Stadium. I think Holland. the difficulty, uh, look, obviously they they. We would, there would have been an examination by the major events team of, of other stadia. The only two stadia that meet UEFA requirements are Crow Park and the Aviva. 
um, and that's okay. why there's uh, there's a difficulty with the other stadia that we have uh, when it comes to hosting of major events. Because again, because um, again, just that that yeah, I suppose that that net impact for the economy that spend the five hundred million euro that people will spend here when they get here. I mean, that's all going to be spent in Dublin, isn't it? I don't think so. I think if you look at um, when when there is major events held in in a country, there's a broader economic benefit. Fans will stay to experience the. Uh, you know the country more generally, and if and that's there'll be the role of Falch Ireland and Tourism Ireland to promote the you know tourism potential within our regions, and I think it's getting fans here uh, and also showcasing Ireland and the the you know Ireland beyond Dublin as well, and, and something that that both agencies do. Yeah, that'd be a, that'd be a real minority of fans though. You've been to see Ireland play abroad, like most people, they fly in, few drinks, watch the match, bite to eat, stay somewhere, fly home. Well, no, I think I think well, it's about it's about selling the broader fan experience uh, and 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 trying to attract the Ireland as a destination for people to stay and and spend in within our regions as well, and that'll be a piece of work that the two agencies will try and okay. develop uh, if we're successful with the bid. Uh, listen, before I let you go, I mentioned yeah, uh, cabinet this morning, um, and uh, this uh, was discussed. There was approval to 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 kind of formally um, take part in this. Submission uh, to the uh, to UEFA, and um, the other thing that was discussed were these new uh, rules and regulations around gambling advertising. Uh, I mean, what more can you tell us about that? When is that going to kick in? So there's a new. My, my colleague Minister James Brown has put a, a, extensive work into this, and it's we obviously have very archaic legislation, um, and there'll be a new streamlined, coherent licensing framework. Um, this legislation will be published in the next week or two. Uh, and we'll be bringing it into the doll immediately after that. But it will give new powers around a, a new licensing approach uh, with uh, new sanctions and prosecution for offences. Um, the authority will have the power to regulate gam- gambling advertising, which we know is, a, is an issue. And also there's extensive safeguards and protections in relation to problem ga- gambling and also for the protection of children in our communities to ensure public safety and well-being. And, and even importantly, more importantly as well, there'll be the establishment of a social impact fund um, to uh, support research, uh, education, awareness, but also treatment for around problem gambling, which we know is, some, is something that has impacted many families and communities across the country. So it's really progressive and welcome legislation, which I think will have a real social impact. And I know Minister Brown is anxious to move it through the Oireachtas as quickly as possible. Minister Jack Chambers. Minister, thanks a million for joining us. Thanks very much, Kieran. And despite what the minister says about his hopes that people will travel beyond Dublin around the country, our listeners don't seem to be having much of it. Jimmy in Cork says, this isn't really Ireland hosting it, this is Dublin hosting it. And somebody else, very similar point, this is a UK and Dublin bid, not UK and Ireland. All the rewards for hosting this tournament will be reaped by Dublin only. What do you think? Do you agree with Jimmy and Cork and that other texter and other people making similar points? Or do you agree with the minister? Will they be able to encourage people once they come to the Aviva at Croke Park to see a game in Euro 2028, to travel around the country? Go down to Glendalock or Kilkenny or Killarney or Kilkey while they're at it. I'm not so sure. 53106, the text number. Daniel Lambert is with me. He is the COO at Bohemians FC. Daniel, you're very welcome to the show. I mean, as a League of Ireland man, is this a a, a good move? Will this benefit football in Ireland more generally? Yeah, I think the way I look at different strands of the game, obviously, you know, we talk about investment and investment, we know, needs to be made in League of Ireland, uh, infrastructure, but the international side of the game, I suppose, is different than I think that, you know, that host the high profile tournaments and to do it in conjunction with, you know, our neighbours, I think it, it is good for the game. It demonstrates the power of football and 
in a while, but you think of the memories of tournaments we have been to, and I think that the co-host of tournaments, any international tournament in football, uh, has a lot of benefits to it and, and demonstrates the game in a good light. Have you any qualms about the money that will be spent, for example, on Croke Park, um, improving the infrastructure at Croke Park? Given, I mean, there, there's no real net benefit for the League of Ireland for that spend, is there? No, there isn't, but I think that that just has to be managed. Obviously, it would be thought through, and it, you know, you'd, you'd assume that that money, you know, while it will benefit, um, and hopefully does benefit the GAA and the, you know, the GAA are fantastic sporting organisation, but you you know, that money and any investment into the GAA doesn't come from a, a pot that otherwise would have went to football, um, and that you know that it will improve facility there, hopefully to be used into the future, enable the, the tournament to be held and have a good facility for the tournament, but not detract from investment that is needed in our game, and that's you know, it's, I think it's it's known. I know. I know. Jonathan at the FBI is working on it, and then asked the government on a comprehensive proposal in terms of League of Ireland stadium and infrastructure. Daily Mount, you know, a little bit further along the way than others, and hopefully we've um, we've done the announcement in Daily Mount at the end of next year. But you know, we can do both. I think, and you know, football is the most played game in the country. And if you know, you go your grassroots locally, you've League of Ireland nationally, and then you've the international setup, and um, I think you can you can do more than one thing at a time. So, so you, I mean, what would you say then to, I know you've had good news in terms of Daily Mount uh, with a bit of progress there uh, on the redevelopment side in just the last week or so. Uh, what would you say to, I, I mentioned kind of the fan then at Talca Park looking around saying, if you're spending 135 million on this, could you not spend a few more bob on League of Ireland grounds around the country? I mean, what do you say to people who raise that concern? Yeah, no, I think we, we do need to do both. And I think, like, you know, clubs have different ownership structures in terms of ourselves. You know, we're a fan-owned football club and City Council of Community and we're developing a municipal stadium. I think that's the model, really. We've seen that work so well in Tallaght. We've seen it work for Derry City in terms of Derry City Council in the north. And I think that needs to be the model. And, and, and I think more than ever, clubs and, and, and our, own, our own club, Bohemia, has been very strong and that we've tried to really contribute back to the societies we exist within, provide a platform for, for men's and women's football teams and young kids to play football, but also go far beyond that and you know, use innovative approaches to have positive impacts on communities, which all sports should do. Yeah. Um, and, and, and people do. And League of Ireland has become a lot stronger in that area. So I think that, you know, I don't think it needs to be one or the other. I do think that an international football tournament can really bring a positive light in terms of in terms of Ireland, um, but also in terms of the game and showing the profile of the game. People here, the young fans, the young kids who, you know, who are, who are uh, getting involved in football at a young age. But the League of Ireland elements, I think, I don't think it's one or the other. I think they can yeah. both exist. Yeah. Well, listen, uh, in terms of that concern that I raised and some texters have raised about that €500 million spend from fans being confined to Dublin, Darren and Tipperary makes a very valid point. Supporters will see the rest of Ireland because God knows they won't find an affordable hotel room in Dublin. Darren, thank you for the text. 53106, the number. Daniel Lambert, Chief Operating Officer at Bohemians FC. Daniel, thank you for speaking to us as well. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from 4 on News Talk.